welcome to the podcast. I am Rami. Guys, look, I've woken up today, obviously, to work out the result of what's going on, something big on the media, what's going on with uh, the Biden and uh, Trump president election. Isn't it a bit of a farce, isn't it? It's a bit, it's all over the place. I'm fascinated with how Trump is reacting. I don't agree with the way he's uh, going on about it. I think he's making a mockery of the whole uh, election system, the, the way people vote all the rest of it, and I think when a leader looks like he's going to be defeated, there's two kinds of leaders, one who sort of humbly gets defeated and one who doesn't. And regardless whether he's going to win or lose, it's still early to say, well, it's not too early, I think it's pretty obvious that Biden has got it, but the way he's sort of kicking and screaming like a little kid, I don't know that that's, uh, that's the way a leader needs to behave. I think this is somebody who's unfortunately... on. I'm a massive fan of his intelligence and what he does, but that's somebody who just wants something so badly and refuses to walk away. And I'm not sure now this is what he needs, somebody around him, and I hope there's somebody intelligent enough around him and he's able to let those people into his life to say to him, listen, you know, it's time to take a back seat. Yes, there's, you know, he's, he wants to take out a Supreme Court. He wants to do all that. He's already filed in the Supreme Court as far as I know. But... You know, you also got to watch what you say. You, you remember, this is not the last thing that he does in his life. And this is, at the moment, I feel he's, and I don't want to tell him what to do, he's a very intelligent man, but I feel at the moment he's forgetting that there's more to life than just being a president. And he owns a lot more than just being a president. You know, he's just, he's a lot more than that. I just don't agree with the way he's carrying on at the moment. And I think we need to, I don't know, I don't know. And then second, and then second to that, I hear our prime minister speak today, and you know, and our prime minister, you know, took a back seat, and then he says, "Oh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, this has got. I'm not making a running commentary on that. My relationship is with the United States. Um, you know, my relationship. You know, I've had a great relationship with Donald Trump, but my relationship is with the with the states. It's a, uh, it's not for me to say anything. To be quite frank, again, in my honest opinion, this is my humble opinion." Um, I want to see a little bit more backbone from our leader. I want to. I want a leader who's going to stand up and say something as well. Um, he's our leader. He's the guy that we look to. We look to for information. We look to for leadership. That wasn't a leadership comment. That was just a statement. That was just a. Um, uh, he's trying to be a politically correct statement, and that's not what we want. We we want leadership, especially in the time that we're living in now, in regards to, you know. COVID-19 and all the rest of it, you know, and that's, honestly, I turned to my wife and I'm not saying anything bad against SCOMA, you know, I'm not even saying whether I agree or disagree with the, the way he's running the country, but for today's comment, today's specific comment, I wanted a little bit more backbone. That's something that's going to affect us all. What happens in the States, I mean, it is the leader of the free world, that is the God honest truth. The American dollar is what speaks, it's the biggest economy in the world, and we need to have a little bit more, um, I think we need to stand a bit stronger as, as a country, and we need to... Part of it may be, and again, my opinion, is SCOMA afraid to make the wrong, uh, to say the wrong thing? And you can't. As a leader, you've got to stand up for yourself and you've got to stand up for your country and stand up for your people. Anyway, enough of that. That's what's got me. The other thing that's on my head is State of Origin. Last night, massive, massive, massive upset. Um, the two states that played against each other, the Queensland and the New South Wales team in Rugby League, um, you know, the 13, again, versus the 13 best players in each state got to go head-to-head, and the underdog won. And, and again, I'm watching and I'm thinking, oh, my God, look at the underdog go. Underdog go. 
and I reflected it back on myself and what happens to me when I'm a, when I'm an underdog in a situation. You know, if you want the best out of Rami, make sure he's the underdog in the room. Make sure he's the underdog in that situation. Then you'll get the best out of him. Um, it's just, I'm one of them guys, and I guess a lot of people have it, and I guess if you're able to coach yourself and to mentor yourself or somebody's able to coach you and let you... Nobody wants to be the underdog. Nobody wants to be the loser. That's the way we are as human beings. We all want to run the fastest. We all want to carry the most weights. We all want to swim the fastest. So it's a natural thing. So if we find that fire or that thing inside of us that makes us want to be the best, and then that we all... I mean, we all have it. We just got to find it. And then on top of that, if you're that kind of person, somebody says to you, you're the underdog, or you don't understand what you're doing, or you're going to fail, or you're not the best, then... Those people usually jump out and usually um, excel, usually excel. And again, I talk about the great brain of Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, who's the coach of the underdog team, and how he was playing with the media. How he's he was already playing psychological games with the opposition in the media. And not only does he play psychological game for the opposition, he was also playing psychological game with his own players. Because remember, his own players listen to the to the to the media as well. So. Anyway, he got him to the state where he made him to believe that they were the underdogs, and they were. But then he made that underdog situation. He used that underdog, which means they're not the stronger people. He he used that to make them excel, and didn't they excel? They outplayed the the, the opposition, and they they outplayed the opposition. Biggest upset, probably saying one of the best performances ever in the, in the game of rugby league by that state. So it shows what an underdog can do. And back to me, where I've been an underdog, where I could give you a situation. Um, you know, I love telling the story where I'm playing poker in my early days. You know, I'm going back 20 years. I'm just learning the game. I've learned the game and I've thought, oh, yeah, I know enough. And I've entered this massive competition in Canberra. I've traveled all the way thinking I'm a professional now. And I've played the game and I've played a, and I've played a, I played a hand that was incorrect. What I mean by hand is I played a, like, you know, you go around and you play the poker game. You get two cards and you go around and... Every time it's a hand. So every time, so you're playing like you know a thousand hands to see who the winner is, who the final winner is, who wins the tournament. And um, the tournament has got like I don't know two or three hundred people in it. Anyway, I'm playing through the tournament, and then I will play this this hand. We call a hand, which means I've got two cards, and I play, and I and I bet, and somebody else's bet, blah blah blah, and then I win the hand. But the way I played the hand was completely unorthodox. This is not the way you play. This is if you play that game, you should no way I've played it that way. So the guy who I beat gets up and calls me a banana. And I got no idea why this guy called me a banana. You know, I knew it was something not right. And I said to my I had a mate there who was a who was a good player. He was the one that got me into the game. And I said, Hey, why did this guy why is this guy call me a banana? What, what, what the hell is a banana? He goes, A banana is someone who doesn't know how to play the game. I went, Oh, okay. So then in the on the whole I realised, and I realised that everyone looked at me, and I realised that everyone on the table, there was another 10 players, they all agreed with him that that's not the way you play the hand. So I realised that I became the real underdog, and I was the guy I looked at like, what's this guy doing? This is, how does this guy even belong in this competition? How does this guy even come here to play in such an important competition? Uh, how I played the hand is not important, you know. It was a, I, I, could, I could go into it, I, I don't know if, um, I don't know if it was for ball people, but... You know, it's a. I I don't remember what it was, but it was like a. It was like a king seven or king king six or something. A card that you should not play to a raise. The guy had, you know, ace king. Um, 
he hits he hits his king with an ace, which means he's got the highest hand. But I hit the king and the seven, which in a professional in a in a poker professional game, the king seven should never have been in that competition already because there's already so much chips or so much um, money already in the in the pot. That hand should have already been thrown out. I guess it's a little bit technical, but anyway, it's uh, for anyone who's who's listening to poker. I guess we'll get it. So I got lucky, yeah. I got lucky, but from then. From that time when I got called the underdog and I was made to feel inferior in that room, I built it up. I, I wasn't going to lose. What little knowledge I had, and there was people in there who had a lot more knowledge than me, but it brought the best out of me. And, and I went on and won the whole competition. Um, and I got the trophy somewhere behind me right there. There's a trophy right there behind me in the podcast room. So, But what I'm saying is, if you're the underdog in a situation, sometimes, and you use that to your advantage, you could really make something out of it. You could really be something. Um, that's a great time when I remember being the underdog, you know, and and I, I you know, I'd, and that's that sort of reflected with that sort of while I was watching the game yesterday, I thought about that and I thought about the underdog situation and how that coach would have spoken to his players and how he's been speaking in the media and how he would have got his team up. He didn't. He didn't. He would have used the underdog that to that advantage, you know. And again, I use it again in business as well. There is many a times, you know. I love it when I go into negotiations, and there's another famous. There's a negotiation I go into in the city, um, middle of George Street, top floor. You know, they make you wait downstairs in the foyer to make you feel to let you know that you're going into a building that's really important. Um, you know, you're waiting downstairs 15 minutes wearing a suit, people with suits walking up and down, and then they come and take you through one security guard, next security guard, up the elevator, up to, onto a floor where you got, you know, the harbour in front of you, the opera house. They're doing it, this is not an accident. You know, they're putting, it, they're putting you up there to put you and show you, listen, you're coming into an organisation that's bigger than you, that's they, they're intimidating you. They know exactly who I am, they know where I'm from. And again, they put me in a situation where I'm the underdog, and I remember walking in, I remember acknowledging that I'm the underdog going into that room. And my solicitor said, do you want me to come with you? I said, no. Um, CEO, no, I'm going on my own. And I go and I go upstairs. Anyway, and not one, but two people come into the room um, knowing that they got it over me. Knowing that they got the, the, the... I had the power in the sense that I had the power that... Obviously, they called me in because they wanted something out of me. But at the same time, they also knew they had the negotiating power, they had the um, the the skills, if you like, they had the the um, experience. They were in their territory. They already put me in an awkward in an awkward seat. They took me through an awkward building where it wasn't comfortable for me. But again, all what it did was bring out the best of me. All what it did was bring out the best of me. And it doesn't matter what the result was, and I don't want to talk about it too much specifically what it was because the people will be listening to it. It's not about it's not about what it was, but I just, being a read of people, and that's, that's what I did, I remember the comment that was made, um, um, like something along the line where they thought I had, I underplay who I am. I underplay my education i underplay my um my uh yeah my background and they honestly they 
I could tell you in my eyes and they said it and I'm still friends with them, I still negotiate with them, I still do all that, that's giving it a little bit away. Um, they honestly thought that I had a negotiation, you know, I've studied negotiations, I've done that before. But I'll tell you what, what brought, it, what brought the best out of me that day was them making me feel like the underdog. Had they not made me feel the underdog, I don't know if I would have performed that well and got the result that I wanted for my organisation. Um, so there's the underdog story. Uh, I guess um, that was, again, something I was able to reflect. And I said it yesterday and I say it again today. You know, I try and reflect whatever I do in my life, I relate it back to my business and to myself, how I can how I can make myself a better person, how I can grow myself as a businessman. And that's what it's all about. I guess that's what I'll do on a, on a daily basis. It's about growing every single day for me. What else has happened that's current on the... On, on my mind at the moment um, uh, just uh, I guess a quick one a bit of a business one for you guys as well um, so my cousin called me this morning sorry my bad I called him he called me on Tuesday I called him back and he said Rami when are the borders opening up you know when are we when are you taking me to China I need something I need to start a business I need to do something I said to him yet yeah. you know Sam um, whenever mate as soon as the border open up I promise you I'll take you over um, we're supposed to go over before the, the lockdown. I said, I promise you, I'll take you. I'll take you to a trade fair. You could walk around. You could come up. He's going, oh, Rami, but I've got the idea. I know what I want. Sorry, Sam. I'm not putting on show. And he goes, but I've got the idea. I know what I want, what I want to do. Um, and I said, what is it? And he gave me the idea, you know, and he said, you know, he wants to do a certain thing with cars. I don't want to I don't want to go too much into that, but certain car parts. But he wants to, he wants to not only does he want to go and grab them off the shelf from there, but he wants to actually... Uh, what's the word? He wants to invent them. So he wants to create a mold and he wants to redesign something. Now, and this is a guy who just wants to go over to China for the first time and bring something in. I said, Sam, I'm not here to be a yes man for I want to tell you the God honest truth. That's not the way it starts. I'm not going to be holding your hand every single day. What you got to do first is I've got to take you there. I've got to introduce you to the country. I've got to introduce you to where you buy stuff from. I want you to find something. And your first, your first, um, your first travel there, your first time there, you're not going to achieve anything most probably. But I tell you what it's going to do. It's going to put something in your head that you're going to come back and six months later and go, Rami, you know, remember that? I want that. But the point is that I tried to get to him is don't try... When somebody's trying to design a business, when somebody's trying to start a business like that, and I use my cousin here as an experience, but many people have said it to me before. It's like, oh, I've got this great idea. I want to, you know, whatever. I want to start, I want to do this hairdryer with, you know, an elbow on it and it's got an arm coming out of it or whatever. No, 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 no. You're not ready for that. You're not ready for that. If you want to get into the hairdrying business, how about you start with a basic hairdryer? How about you start at the bottom like everyone else did? And then work your way up. You don't even know that there's, and I don't mean to be rude, but different countries have different um, power surges. So we have 110, we have 220, 240 volts. We have different voltages. So you're already going a million. This is something, I don't mean to be, I'm not patronising or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like, like, stop, slow down. Slow down. And then I said to him, and sorry, Sam, I'm putting you on show, and I'm not. You're, you're a very intelligent and smart black, and I love you to death. Like, um, I said to him, why don't we do like, even you could do tyres. He goes, but everybody does tyres. I said, but everyone does tyres because there's money in tyres. 
you know. Start with tyres and maybe you might in 10 years' time end up with a tyre that's got a, I don't know, that's 10 times the thickness and it goes, it never goes flat. I don't know. But you're not ready to design that tyre yet. You don't even know where the market is. You don't even know where the, you know. So what I said to him was we're going to, when it's, he needs to start at, at the bottom. And I think people who look to start business when I think of him, and that's not a, that's not a criticism. It's just the way it is. You know, people think, all right, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be a millionaire. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. You know, you start, and as a matter of fact, you got to, I hope this isn't a shock to anyone, but as a matter of fact, if you've got $200,000 to invest in a business, be prepared to invest only $100,000 and have $100,000 to keep because you're going to lose. The odds are when you start a business, you're going to lose the first six months. You're not going to make money. The first year, you're not going to make money. You're going to need some cash injection back into that business. That's what the odds are. You know, unless you fluke it, and, and I don't know who has, I didn't. I had, to keep on re-inject, I'll keep, I had to keep on injecting more money in the business. There is no business that I've ever started where I've gone, whoa, here we go. It's always re-injecting, re-injecting. So back to my point. Um, and back to Sam, I guess, the wanting to do something and wanting the borders to start up. I love your thinking. That's as soon as the borders start up, as soon as the borders open up, whether it's nationally or internationally, there's opportunities. I love, I love your thinking. He's, he's on the right track there. But where he's going wrong is, when it opens up, go for something basic. That's the, that's the only thing, that's the only criticism I had. was, And I say to everyone out there, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time. People are... And you know what else too? There's going to be... There's going to be a niche. There's going to be there's going to be like, and I'm not saying to re. I'm, I'll go back to my point. I'm not saying we want to reinvent anything, but maybe coffee cups now are going to quadruple in sales because of the pandemic. I don't know. People aren't going to maybe takeaway cups are going to become even if you drink inside a restaurant or a cafe, they're only going to serve it in a cardboard cup. I'm just giving an example. Yeah, it's in my hand. That's so. There's an opportunity where that business is going to boom. So what I would say is look for an industry at the moment. Look for a Whatever it is, look look for something like an item that's gonna boom, and that could be an opportunity for you. That could be an opportunity that on on any end, whether you're gonna import it, whether you're gonna manufacture it, whether you're gonna sell it. But like what I said, start from the bottom. Don't 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 think, boom, I'm gonna re reinvent something. Don't think you're gonna you're gonna smash something out of the water because the odds are you're not. You're not. Um, I said yesterday that I'm going to try and give you something back and hopefully I haven't muffled on. I've talked about a couple of things. But I guess that they'd be my thoughts, you know, whether today I've, I've gone from, you know, the election which is on my mind, which I think um, Mr. Trump, have a good look, have a good look out in the mirror and listen to the smart people around you. I think it's time. Um, I think, and when you've been sworn, when you got sworn into office, you got sworn into office to represent and to do the best for your people and I think you need to remember that. I think that's a, that's a main thing and that's a reminder for Mr. Trump and that's just my opinion and whether I think at the moment it seems like they're creating a lot of friction between people and that's not something. And then um, I spoke about leadership, I guess. When it comes to our Prime Minister, I'd like I'd like to see a little bit more backbone in that, in that sense. I want to see a little bit backbone when he spoke about what, what he feels is going on in America, not to take a sideline, but I think you're the Prime Minister. You have to. You can't just play the Mr... Um, yes, man. Um, 
And I guess the other one that, that I covered today was the state of origin and the underdog and how how the underdog gets the best out of me and hopefully make it get the best out of you. If you're listening to me, relate it back to something that, that you when you feel you're underdog and don't be afraid of being the underdog. Make sure you step up. And I guess the last one, if you're starting your own business, you know, and you want to start something, don't be afraid if it's something basic. Don't be afraid. Don't go into it to straight away be a billionaire. Go into the business to, I guess, start a business first and then work out how to make money. Um, I'm going to wrap it up for today and see what's on my head tomorrow. See you guys.